there's so many different avenues and outlets and journaling and meditating and, you know, different working out and ways to channel, you know, stress and anxiety and how to balance life in the best way. And I think, you know, for anyone out there listening, I think the best the best piece of advice that anybody can give is to find what works for you, you know, because it's different for all of us. What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast, you guys. I am your host, Victoria Brown. And today I have the co-CEO, co-founder of Sakara on the podcast. Her name is Whitney Tingle, and I am beyond excited to have her on. I don't want to give too much of an intro because we have quite the lengthy episode today, uh, but we are talking about what we're always talking about, how to be your very best self. And so, you know, most of the time on this podcast, we talk about being your very, very best self in terms of your mindset. Uh, But lately, I feel like I've really been kind of diving into what's going on internally and the food that I eat. Um, And that's, I don't know about you guys, but for me personally, personally, it's not been something that I've typically given a lot of thought to because I get overwhelmed with the education of it all. You know, I'll think to myself like, oh, I'm not supposed to, you know, eat X, Y, or Z. Um, but I just don't really dive into it, if that makes sense. Um, my mom always said, eat what you want in moderation. So that's what I've always lived by. But as I've got getting as I'm getting older, you know, I've been kind of just thinking about the quality of the food that I eat a lot more and just taking care of myself to live a long and healthy life. Um, and I think a lot of, you know, our brain health later on in life in our in our later years, I think is really, really determined uh, by the food choices that we make uh, in our in our more adolescent years or just in our younger, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. I think these are the years where the food that we digest really matters when we get into our, you know, 70s, 80s, 60s, whatever. Um, just just quote unquote food for thought. Uh, and Whitney is like the boss around all of this. And so I'm super excited to have her on today. Uh also if you choose to uh, order Sakara, shameless plug, but I have a discount code, which is uh, try. There are two, so you can use. Hold on, where the heck is it? XO Victoria B, or I asked them to change it to XO VB, but I haven't gotten confirmation on that. So try both XO Victoria B or XO VB, uh, and that'll get you twenty percent off if you choose to decide to try Sakara. Um, but anyways, let's get into this episode, you guys. I hope you enjoy it. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I am your host Victoria Brown, and I am so freaking excited for today's episode. Ah, I've got Whitney Tingle on the pod. She is a co-founder of Sakara, and uh, we're going to dive into so many important topics today that uh, I just love, and I can't freaking wait. And I'm just so pumped to have you on. Yay! Thanks, Victoria. So happy to be here. Yeah. So for those who are not familiar. Uh, Sakara is a meal delivery service that is also branched out and created just 
basically products and things that'll help you just feel more in tune with your body and yourself and your mind and how all of those things go together and coincide in in in, in themselves uh from supplements to which I take every day um and just you can tell us all the things but uh that's what Sakara is and yeah, so I'm I, excited to talk about the journey that uh how it all came to be yeah thanks I think one of the ways that we hear people talk about us sometimes is like, we're their nutritionist and personal chef in one. So everything we do is nutritionally designed and we do all of the thinking for you. We're doing the sourcing on ingredients. We're designing your meals, your week and looking at overall nutrition and then making the food and delivering it to your, to you fresh to your door and creating these programs that are really designed around results, that it's not just about lunch or giving you a salad. It's really about how can you use food and nutrition to transform your life and as a tool to sit in the driver's seat of your own health to get, you know, whether you're facing certain chronic health challenges or are just really busy, but you know that you need to eat healthy. Um, that's really where we come. So yeah, it's we're we're mission based and have been around now for over ten years, which is crazy to say. Um, but as you can tell, I'm just really passionate about what we do and um, the community of people that we serve. Yeah, I mean, I remember early, early, early days. I was living in LA at the time, the first time I ever tried Sakara, which was like 1 million years ago because I haven't been in LA in like 10 years almost now. So it was really early days that I tried it. But what I love the most about it is like, not only is it like healthy and nutritious and just helps you feel better from the inside out, because it also shows like on your skin and your hair and your nails and all of these things, but it's also like these are some of the most beautiful meals I've ever seen in my life as well. Like they're stunning. <laughs> I mean, joy, you eat with your eyes first. And if it's not a joyful experience, then you're not going to want to eat that way. So we, we kind of, in a way, seduce you into taking care of yourself by making the food really beautiful and tasty and make sure our branding is beautiful so that you will come in and take care of yourself with these meals, because it's so easy to, I don't know, just go out and, and make the fast decisions based on how you're feeling in that moment and reach for something that might not be the healthiest thing for you or, or giving your body really what it needs. Um, and so, you know, we want to be here to help take care of you because we believe that food really is the foundation for creating the life that you dream of for yourself. So you know, food affects your hormone balance, your energy levels, your brain clarity, your mood. I mean, every piece of your body and your life. So it, it's touching your relationships, how you show up at work, how you show up with your partner, everything. And so by giving you that foundational layer of nutrition, then you're able to show up as your best, you know, whether it's with your podcast or on the bike or, or wherever. And so you get to shine your light and give your gifts with the world um, and not have to worry about your nutrition or some of these elements in your life that can be holding you back. I love that. And I think, honestly, I think we, we 
blame the way that we feel so often on, you know, the, maybe the, the choices that we, that we make in terms of like, for me personally, you know, I'll say like, I'm just exhausted today because I taught two soul cycle classes. That might be the story that I tell myself, but what we don't, I feel like a lot of times think about or consider is that maybe perhaps you would not feel exhausted teaching two soul cycle classes if I'm fueling my body properly. And so, you know, depending on what anyone who's listening to this and what they do for a living, do you find your, you know, the question is, do you find yourself sometimes being like, I'm so exhausted because of X, Y, or Z that are all external things. But how often are we saying like, I feel so exhausted today because I, I ate whatever that doesn't like work with my biochemistry, you know, who I am as as a human, right? Yeah, absolutely. And all of these different things out in the world take away our energy. So even things as simple as the beauty care products that we use, if we're using products that aren't clean, or we're eating foods that aren't organic, um, drinking water that's not clean, breathing air that's not clean, our body has to process all of those different, you know, we'll call them toxins, chemicals and, and things. And it takes energy to do that, right? And if you need your energy to be there to be on the bike, to be hosting, to be doing all the things that you do, if you can remove some of those toxins out of your life, and then also bring in an abundance of nutrients, because also being stressed takes additional nutrients from your body, whether it's mental stress, physical stress, emotional stress, um, you know, then you're going to have more energy if you're really loading up your body with nutrient dense food and nutrition. So, you know, all of this now in hindsight, have you always been super intrigued and interested in nutrition? You know, I just kind of want to get back to like what your life was like before Sakara and what led you to co-founding this company with your best friend. (laughs) Well, I think food always played a role in my life. I think it plays a role in everybody's life and everybody has a different type of relationship to food, the way that you were raised, your upbringing, how your parents thought about food, how your culture that you came from thought about food or where what role it played in your local society. And for me, I was raised in small town, Sedona, Arizona, which is kind of like this hippie spiritual town. And Love that. <laughs> my mom, you know, she was definitely ahead of the ahead of her time on all of this kind of organic health food type of thinking. Um, She even today grows probably, you know, 80% of the food that she eats. Wow. And in her big organic garden. And, uh, you know, when I was growing up, she was making me the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, grinding the peanut butter herself on the, you know, brown bread with all the twigs and berries sticking out. And I was just like, mom, why can't I have the wonder kids bread? But, you know, I didn't know in that time that she was helping me to learn about whole foods, about real food and nature and how important that is to fuel our bodies. Um, And so, you know, she was teaching me how to read an ingredients label from the age that I could start reading, empowering me wow. to be able to learn how to make decisions for myself based on ingredients, not on a nutrition facts label. Um, and, you know, but fast forward, I, once I went to college and I was kind of really on my own, a lot of that just went out the window. 
you know, you're living life, you're on your own, you're exploring, you're trying new things. I was uh, working in finance at the time. And part of the the big bank finance culture uh, where I was working was going out after work, drinking alcohol, eating fried foods. And that was an expected part of the job, like to go to entertain clients, to be with my boss and um, co-workers. Right. Because if and, that's where your boss wants to go, like you're not going to be like, no, thank you. I'd rather eat somewhere else. Like you don't get to have an yeah. opinion when you're like first starting out. Well, I hardly even had an opinion on what I was able to drink. You know, after a certain amount of time, I saw it showing up on my body. I didn't feel good. I put on a quick 15 pounds. The cystic acne all over my skin that I'd been battling with since puberty was really at an all-time worst. And I, so I started to try different things and it started with, okay, I'm going to cut out alcohol and maybe some of these fried foods. I would still attend, but I, I would order like a sparkling, a glass of sparkling water. And they didn't like that. They said, you know, no, just order her a glass of wine. She'll have a glass of wine. Like, I, I don't want the glass of wine. And so, you know, this is what I mean around like, what is your, the culture that you're in? What is their perspective on food and relationship to food and how does it influence you? And that's where I was, where, where people didn't want to support the choices that I was making. And I had to continue to fight through them for what I, what I wanted for myself. And so, you know, I had this terrible cystic acne that was really affecting everything from my confidence. You know, it was something how I felt showing up into a room. I'd walk into a room and try to cover my skin, cover my face. I didn't want, I thought people were looking at it and I didn't want to be seen. Um, It affected my love life and how I felt when I would go on dates. I mean, just every, every part of me. Um, And so I tried everything out there on the market. I bought everything off the infomercials. I tried all the creams, all the lights, all the lasers. Doctors put me on rounds and rounds of antibiotics, you know, really just doing a number on my gut bacteria. I did Accutane, which is a really serious drug. Yeah. Yeah. And dermatologists, I feel like offer this drug up a bit too easily. I would agree with um, that. Without, and I think people accept it coming from a doctor without understanding the long-term consequences that come along with this drug. Especially also, this is a total aside, but I cannot remember the name of the book that I read off the, off the top of my head. I have to think about this. Um, but it was about the pharmaceutical world and uh, having uh, generic drugs versus non-generic drugs. And they, there was an entire chapter about generic Accutane and it was horrifying to listen to. I I mean, it's supposed to shrink your oil glands, right? Which we need, we need. And as we get older, (laughs) especially you need that oil. That's what keeps your skin moisturized, keeps it from wrinkling and you know, is that protective barrier? It's also how we release toxins in our body. So, you know, but in that moment, I was just like, please fix me. I was willing to do whatever it took to clear my skin. 
And so I took the Accutane. I had my blood drawn every week or every other week because it can destroy your liver. So you need to check on it to make sure it doesn't do that. I took the birth control pills and, um, you know, signed the contract saying that if I were to get pregnant, I would have an abortion because my baby would come out with such severe birth defects. Wow. Like that's the level of intensity that this, this drug is and the lengths that I was willing to go to clear my skin. And, but I went around to all these different dermatologists, all these different doctors and healers. I did acupuncture. I tried, you know, herbs and everything out there and none of it would work. And I just, I hit this rock bottom moment after seeing and spending a lot of money with a dermatologist on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And he just wanted to hand me another prescription for a mega round of antibiotics, three month heavy duty antibiotics. I was like, nope, I'm not going to do that. So he said, all right, you need to do Accutane again. I'm like, I I already did that. It didn't work. I don't want to do it again. He's like, I got nothing else for you, kid. Like, that's it. And I'm out of time. Goodbye. And just like this voice was telling me, this is not the answer. You got to go inside, figure out what is the root cause. And I had this like shift in my mentality. Like this, these are just symptoms of something bigger that's going on inside. And I need to figure out what that thing is. And so that really started me on my journey of searching for the solution myself and turning back to my roots, back to my upbringing of food as medicine, nature having the answer, nature having the solution. Turned to my best friend, Danielle, who was on her own journey, having been a yo-yo dieter for many, many years of her life and having her own um, aha moment around food and nutrition and seeing that she needed a, a big major shift in her own life. And so we came together just to figure this out for ourselves. We, you know, we needed a solution. We couldn't continue like that any farther. And um, like her aha moment came really after a 21 day retreat that started with a seven day water fast that in the end put her in the hospital. Like she was willing to go to that extreme to get a reset, you know, a reset in this body that she thought that she needed or thought that she didn't have. And ultimately like what we needed was just to be nourishing ourselves the right way. And so we came together, we put together the research Danielle was learning through um, studying pre-med and going into nutrition school and um, what we had learned growing up in Sedona and being raised with all of these different more, I'd call them more Eastern modalities and put together recipes just for ourselves. But it was so transformative that we knew we had to share this with more people. And so that was really like what put us on this mission and still is what drives us every day to help people through the power of food. So you just started feeling better. And the cystic I mean, it acne was, went away after all of these things that you tried I, that didn't work. Yeah, my skin finally started to clear up. The inflammation started to go down. And actually what I realized was I had been focused on my skin, but once I started healing my gut and 
really, truly nourishing my body, um, other things started to change. Like my female pharmacology issues that I had going on started to balance. Um, my anxiety started to go away. You know, my digestive system completely shifted and changed. One, a, a doctor friend of ours, she's a functional medicine doctor, Dr. Aviva Ram, who's amazing. Everybody should follow her on Instagram. Um, she one day was saying, you know, in every appointment that she takes with the patient, she asks them, you know, are you regular? And sometimes a patient will say, yep, I go to the bathroom every Friday at 2 p.m. She's like, uh, no. no, that's not Sorry, regular. Yeah. Like you should be going one to two times a day, every day. And, um, but I, you know, pre-Sakaram, pre-eating this way, I was totally constipated and thought that that was totally normal. Right. And I think, you know, a lot of women are and or have different forms of IBS. And because we're women, it's like, oh, we can't really talk about poop and that type of thing. But I'm like, we're, a, a, you know, in the health and wellness world, I think it's an important thing to be talking about. Right. Like, what does... What do our vital signs tell us about our own health? Everything from, you know, the color of our urine to the color of our period blood to the color and shape and floatiness of our poop. All of these are different ways that our bodies are communicating with us and sending us signals about what's going on inside our body. And there's just so much that we can learn just by listening to the cues of our body and making shifts in our, in our life and in our nutrition, and then reflecting through those different communication signals. Right. I mean, guys, I've always said nothing's off the table on this podcast. So <laughs> yeah, we're, we're really it's getting important. into it today. It's important to talk about. It you is. Know, I, it's uh, very important. If someone's I'm, not going to talk, if like it needs to be talked about because like you said, so many people are, and women, especially walking around living, thinking that's normal, thinking it's okay. And it's not normal and it's not okay. And it is symptomatic of bigger issues. And I think also we take our youth for granted. I think a lot of times we're, you know, young and we're like, well, I'm so young. I'm not gonna, you know, I'll be fine. Like, you know, all these things, but like, what you do now, what we all do now prepares us for what happens in the future, what comes down the line. And I think that's why it's so wildly important to have these discussions, to talk about these things so that we are paying attention now, you know, and Absolutely. that way we prevent th these kind of things happening in the future because, you know, it's, it's always the little things that become the big things, you know, a hundred percent. I think they say now that you know, some of these bigger health issues have a 10-year incubation period. Wow. So you're starting these big health problems, a type 2 diabetes, even cancer can start 10 years before you get the diagnosis. Wow. And so in those 10 years, that's the time when, when you can make the most impact um, to try to make a change before something gets really bad and big and you do need medical intervention and and real medical help um 
if there are things that you can do in advance of that, why not do those things, right? And and try to get it when there's small little like knocks on on your door saying, hey, you need to make a change. Also, you know, we talked about this, you know, what you do today in terms of 10 years from now, the footprint that it has and or leaves, I should say, on your body. And not only is it cancer and other health related things, but for the women that are listening, um, kind of myself included on this, you know, what you do in your 20s and, you know, when you decide to have children and what your fertility journey is like, I think it's taking care of our bodies and the way and the things that we eat really contributes to that. And, and also we, we start the journey, a lot of us on average, a little bit later. So there are things we can do to protect ourselves. And, um, I'd love for, if you could share a little bit on your journey. Yeah. I mean, I, I had my own fertility journey, um, which I talk about on our Sakara podcast, um, but where I think I was at a time in my life where I was running so hard and just trying to be everything for everyone that um, I wasn't nourishing my body as much as it needed to be nourished. And I think something that keeps coming up in this conversation is around having enough energy for your body to do the things that it needs to do and being conscious of where, what things are taking your energy, whether it's you know, heavily processed foods or different chemicals in your food or in your beauty products or, um, you know, different people or mental stressors or whatever else, all of that takes energy. And to have a baby, to create a baby, you have to have enough energy. Your body has to have enough energy to support both you and a baby. And so if your body doesn't feel like it has enough to support two living things, then it's not going to go into that, right? And it's going to protect you first. And so the food that you are eating, and it's, you know, your food's determining your blood sugar levels, which have been um, connected to things like PCOS. Um, It's affecting your hormone balancing, it's affecting your energy levels, all of these different pieces. So food and nutrition really plays a huge role in fertility. And it's a tool that we can use. You know, it might not be the end all be all for everybody, but it's a tool that we have in our toolkit that can be a piece of our fertility journey. And so for me, I needed to cut out all coffee, all caffeine, all alcohol, because my physical constitution just is too sensitive. I couldn't handle those stressors along with all of the other daily stressors that I have. And I needed to hyper nourish my body. So really leaning into eating my Saqqara meals, you know, being more, yeah, diligent about, you know, following it and eating it, um, supplementing with our supplements and also things like CoQ10, and methylated folate. Um, I was taking adaptogens like moon juice. I love Amanda Chantel Bacon. She has great adaptogens that help to reduce stress on the body and to create a healthy environment in the body for a baby. So I went to go see a fertility doctor and, you know, it's funny that he was calling himself a fertility doctor because he knew nothing about fertility. He only knew about IVF which like, thank God IVF exists and, and very like, you know, happy about that and pro IVF. But I just think that it's 
not always the only solution and but that he only knew about how to help women get pregnant through that channel. There was nothing about how to boost my fertility, you know? And I think wow. that, um, so I think sometimes women can think that like going to see a fertility doctor, they're going to get help with their fertility, but really it just is putting you on this path toward one particular outcome when there's a whole bunch of other things you can do, um, you know, acupuncture, Chinese medicine, nutrition, all, all of this that uh, can actually boost your fertility and your energy levels, your jing, and to get pregnant naturally. Even, you know, I know a lot of women and I have a lot of friends who have gotten pregnant naturally, you know, at 40 or beyond. So well, it's possible. And it's definitely possible. I mean, on a personal note, I've been kind of exploring this whole world for, it's very new to me. Um, you know, I got, yeah, where are in, you in your, your journey? <laughs> in my journey, I got, well, we got engaged in uh, May 29th, uh, Congrats. 20, thank you. 2022. Uh, and then it looks like, you know, we're in contract now it's not official yet, but, uh, so I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but it looks like the wedding will be in June, uh, and hoping to, you know, try, you know, to conceive naturally after that. Uh, but, you know, just to be on the safe side, you know, I'll be 35 in December and these are things to think about. And so for me, I am looking into freezing embryos, uh, really more so for the purposes of a second child, you know, God willing, I'm able to have the first one naturally, we are able to have the first one naturally. Um, and so, you know, but it's, it's always something to think about, because while I'm, you know, planning to try to conceive naturally, um, after I'm married, uh, we're thinking about, potentially a second child this would happen now with if it's if it's needed uh potentially around you know 38 or 39 at this point because i'm thinking way ahead to the future and so what i eat today what yeah. i eat as i lead up to the point where you know these eggs are extracted if you will like do i don't i want you know i'm thinking about these kinds of things it's like well don't i want to have the best possible egg, you know, retrieval situation yeah. and the healthiest, all of these things, like, and does the food that I eat really contribute? Well, the answer is, is yes. Like, of course it does. And so these are all things that I'm, I'm kind of just like thinking about and, a lot and I haven't been so public about this yet, but um, I love yeah. that you're sharing and thank you for your vulnerability. And like we said earlier, it's important to have these conversations and talk about things that people don't talk about so yeah. that we can all learn and we're all human. And so many of us are going through these types of things and thinking about this. Um, so thank you for sharing. And, you know, so it you want to start about at least three months, if you can, three months in advance of doing an egg retrieval, working on your egg health and egg quality. Um, so looking at your nutrition, looking at your supplementation and doing those things now, because what you do now affects the eggs that then get become mature three months from now. Wow. So 
um, if you want to, you know, if you were to go in and do an egg retrieval today, you'd be retrieving eggs that have already had the influence from three months ago and whatever you were doing in, in your life and your lifestyle and travel and having fun in the summer and, and whatever that was, was going into those eggs. And so for me, I think about, you know, with fertility starting a minimum of 90 days out and being really intentional about getting the best and most nutrient dense foods into my body, high quality, um, and doing the most that I can to boost that egg quality and, and give those eggs the best chance they have. So, I'm so glad that we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I'm happy to send you also, um, some links to some different people. I love Amy Raup in New York city. She is amazing when it comes to fertility and boosting egg quality and fertility. Um, Alisa Vitti. I don't know if you've had her on your podcast. She is a dear friend. She's incredible. Uh, talks a lot about female health and hormones. Um, and Dr. Aviva Ron, I'd say those are three of my top go-to people for fertility and okay, boosting great. real fertility. So, all right. I will look yeah. into all of them and I appreciate that. And I was potentially going to start it this this month. Um, but now, but the other option was there's like some different timeline things that all kind of are taking into effect, but I'm also like a huge believer in like the universe. And, uh, it's so crazy. Cause we actually met for the first time over the summer. And so now finally, you know, it, whatever happened in the world. And, you know, I was like, I have to have, you know, you on the podcast, but you know, that's coming into fruition now at this point this particular moment when I'm entering this journey. And so it's so crazy because I had like an email literally yesterday that was like, if we can't get it done this month, then we maybe we'll do it in January in the first week of January. Wow. And I'm like, well, I was really feeling like, no, no, no. I really want to do it this month. I really want to do this this month. And I was feeling very stressed about that. But now that we've had this conversation, I'm like, well, I can make some, some, you know, acute lifestyle, lifestyle changes between now and January. And perhaps that would just be like because a way better. You don't need to think about yeah. it as in three months, you're going to be three months older. You could be three months younger in a matter of three months. If you're changing your eating habits, your sleep habits, that type of thing, you you can actually reverse age in that time. If you're having healthier habits between now and then compared to the habits you had three months ago. Wow. You've inspired me. I'm feeling very inspired. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to hear how it goes. Please continue to share your journey with everyone. I absolutely will. I talk about having a check engine light, that we each have a different check engine light. Um, so for me, you know, it was digestion. Like if I'm not going to the bathroom every single day, that's a little light going off for me being like, eh, are you eating enough leafy greens and enough vegetables and hydrating foods. One of our pillars of nutrition at Saqqara is eat your water. So are you eating enough hydrating foods to get that hydration into your digestive system to keep things flowing properly? Um, and again, like my pharmacology issues, if I am out of balance, seeing an abnormal discharge, then I'm like, ooh, that means I'm overstressing myself. I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm not taking care of myself. And those are two that kind of pop up first. 
before something bigger, like a breakout or, you know, other different types of things that show up for me. But, you know, do you have a check engine light? What's your check engine light? I was thinking about that as you were talking. I was like, I wonder, like, what are my things? I would say definitely um, ever since taking the packets that you guys have of the, the foundation. Yeah. Yes. That has helped me tremendously, tremendously with being more regular. I think yeah. that's a big check engine light thing for me because, uh, and you mentioned eat your water, but I not only have a hard time eating my water, I'm really bad at drinking water, period. I think um, most people are. Yeah. yeah. And also I've recently, um, I had, um, Jennifer Smiley on the podcast. She is um, Wake Up and Read the Labels on Instagram. Okay, yeah. So, and she was uh, saying, I mean, I feel like everything goes through this place where you're like, oh, now I can't have that. Now I'm now that, like, we can't have that either, like, whatever. But, you know, she was saying, you know, sparkling water and the cans that it comes in and this like forever chemical and like, So for me, I was telling myself a story basically that, oh, I am getting my water intake in because I drink two to three sparkling waters a day and that's not cutting it. So I've now cut sparkling water out of my diet. Um, But my check engine light for sure is whether or not I am regular daily. Um, And I would say breakouts because I struggled immensely, immensely with cystic acne as well. And that for anybody who's not familiar with what cystic acne is, it's that those pimples that go underneath the skin that can sometimes last for a month. Yeah. They're so hard to get rid of. On my forehead, sometimes a lot of times right in the center of my forehead too. So I look like a unicorn and I was so insecure. I mean, I was, I also, I did the same thing. I was on a million different medications. I was trying this medication. I was trying that medication. Um, and did you just ever to, do Accutane? I did not ever do Accutane. Yeah. Um, it scared me too much. I mm-hmm. was completely miserable, but I also had melasma really bad uh, in my twenties, like really bad. Wow. I, it was my forehead too. It was giant spot on my forehead. Which that was like, is also hormonal related. Yeah. As well. Um, and so that actually has completely gone away the, uh, melasma on my forehead, which is insane to me. Um, and the cystic acne has gone away, um, for me, but I think it was, it's been a lot of different little changes, but, um, sleeping through the night is another one for me that Mm. the the check engine where I'm just like, if I have a, a hard time sleeping or my anxiety is higher, but then I think that also goes in, in with, where you make these excuses too. Cause I noticed for me, and you know, this gets off topic a little bit from Sakara, but I'm sure you have an opinion on it. But if I find myself, I go through phases where I will be scrolling way too much on social media, paying attention to what other people are doing and thinking, you know, should I be doing that? Or should I be doing that? Or maybe I should try more of this or more of that. And then it causes me to do this thing where for me personally, where I just don't post at all. And yeah. I can't do that yeah. <laughs> because I have way too, like I'm, you know, I'm being paid by companies and, you know, I'm an ambassador for a million things. And so like taking a beat from social media is actually not really an option. So I have to find ways to do it in a healthy way. And I go through kind of like phases where um, my anxiety is heightened and I notice it's because I'm scrolling too much on Instagram, paying attention to what other people are doing. Yeah. I mean, it's good that you can notice that when that is starting to happen and and have that awareness and be able to make a change and make a shift because that type of 
mental stress then can show up in your body as well. And, you know, other people's check engine lights might look like sinus infections or um, tonsillitis, reoccurring tonsillitis, reoccurring UTIs, Mm -hmm. just, you know, we all have this kind of sensitive spot within us that when we start to get stressed, it starts to flare up and it starts to show. So, and then the key is to get to it and to make a change before that thing, you know, turns into a big flare up and using it as that kind of that notice, that little stone getting thrown at you, like, Hey, you know, this is, you need to make a change. Pay attention. Um, And listening. Yeah. Listen right here. Exactly. Your body has so much intelligence within it and it gives you these signs as forms of communication to what it needs. And so it's up to us to bring that awareness into listening to those signs um, and and making those changes so that uh, we can stay healthy in our, in our, like our very best self. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very best self. <laughs> so I'm curious though, because I absolutely love and adore both you and Danielle and Sakara and everything that you guys do. Um, but there's other companies out there who do similar things. So you guys have food scientists and you have like the ingredients, like you really, really put a lot of like heart, thought, and effort, I feel, um, into the selection of your ingredients and, you know, the supplements that you guys have and all of the different things that you put out there. So, you know, can you just kind of tell us a little bit yeah. about that and, and, and why that's been so important to you to use really good, clean ingredients? Well, Food is more than just there to fuel us. Food is information. It's sending communication to our bodies. With each bite, it's telling different genes to turn on and off. It's telling our bodies, um, you know, which hormones to be sending. Um, it's changing our gut microbiome, that ecosystem of microbes that live within our gut. Um, and so it's important like what you put into it is dictating so much of who you're going to be today and who you will be in the future that you want to be using the highest quality ingredients to create your highest quality self in the future. You know, the the foods are the building blocks for your body, right? You're literally pulling material out of this food to create muscles and tissues and enzymes and pieces that will become your body. And so, I mean, if you're willing to put premium gas in your car when you drive, then you need to be putting premium food into your own gas tank, into your own body um, to keep your system clean and functioning at its best. So quality is of the utmost importance to us at Sakara. I'd say we probably have the highest level, most incredible food pantry in our kitchens. Um, I mean, you go in and it's incredible cold pressed organic oils. Um, You know, oils are a hot topic right now and just so important for everybody to be talking about. That's what I, the main thing we talked about uh, with, with uh, Jen Smiley was all about oils. And this, that's the first I'd ever heard of it. So to hear it now, again, on this episode, I'm like, I never thought about oils. I I have never considered that. (laughs) Yeah. It's been, it's something that we've been talking about for a decade and like, it's exciting that people are now talking about it and caring about it because it's one of the most expensive pieces of our meals. 
you know, the oils that we use to cook with the oils that go into our salad dressings and in our sauces. Right. Cause you can be eating a salad and think you're doing something really good for yourself. And then you're not. And yeah. it's the poor oils that cause us to feel like incredibly lethargic. Is that right? Yeah. So if you're feeling tired all of the time, it's well, it oils. could be, it could be the oils and the combination between oils and high carb, um, dishes. So if you're eating, you know, French fries, um, or even pizza bet between the combination of the high carb and the high fat of pizza, you're increasing your blood sugar. And then because of the high fat content, it keeps your blood sugar at a higher level for a sustained amount of time. So my son has type one diabetes and we were recently in New York city and, uh, we just stopped at a little restaurant to grab some food. And he saw at another table, a family eating pizza and he was like, pizza. And he really wanted pizza. So we're like, all right, let's get you some pizza. And I had never seen this before. We had never given him pizza before, but you know, we let him have some pizza and it's what in the diabetes world they call the pizza effect or the pizza phenomenon where his blood sugar went high up over 300 wow. for, you know, like six hours. And it's because it, you, your body has to digest all of that fat before the blood sugar comes down. So we could give him as much insulin as, you know, we were giving him and it's still just, it wouldn't work. There was that insulin resistance because of the high fat. Right. So you know, I think that there's just so much in this world of nutrition that we're learning all the time around how our bodies respond to different types of foods. And for me, it's been really fascinating to to have a, that window into like what what foods are doing on our blood sugar. I've worn a continuous glucose monitor before, and I thought it was fascinating. But like just seeing it every moment of every day with my son has been really eye opening. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Cause then you just notice right away. Like, I mean, it's easy yeah, to see, like if it's your child, like a difference in their behavior, how they're acting and you immediately see that kind of like switch. Whereas I think adults, we kind of, like I said, have said a couple of times now, like we just kind of attribute the way that we're feeling to, oh, I've walked a lot today, or I worked out a lot today, or I was in a lot of meetings today, or I was on a lot of phone calls today, or we make up all this whole laundry list of excuses when it's really just like, no, I had a shit lunch or I had what yeah. I thought was a good lunch, but it actually was packed with all of these oils that are just not great for me. Right. Or pesticides. I mean, if you're yeah. not getting it organic, you know, strawberries are the number one dirtiest fruit. And then spinach is number two on the dirty dozen list. So, you know, if you're going out and you're getting a spinach salad, thinking that you're doing something good for your body, but it's not organic, you're consuming you know, upwards of 20 different types of pesticides into your body, wow. uh, which then your body has to go through and process, use energy to process. And so you're probably not getting that energy boost that you're looking for from a healthy meal, like a salad, um, if it's not organic. Yeah. Which so, is why Sakara yeah, quality matters. So incredible because it takes all of the guesswork out of it. You know that yeah. when you're ordering a meal, like you're you're getting, and at least if you just do, let's say you replace one meal a day with Sakara, you know, it's like 
your, or Monday through Friday or whatever it is that works for you on a personal note, you know, you just, you can, if like everything matters, right? If you substitute even just one meal is making a difference in your life and in the way you feel. Um, But you know that no matter what, everything you're consuming is going to be something that's going to make you feel like your best possible version of you. Yeah. And people, you know, people come in to Saqqara where they're, they're looking for just a temporary reset and they need help to make that, to make those changes happen. Or, um, you know, a lot of people come in through that way and then they go on to, we'll call it like a maintenance program of figuring out what fits into their lifestyle and their budget. You know, is it just one meal a day, three days out of the week, or pairing our anti-inflammatory green smoothie for a breakfast and doing our dinners at night and just like finding this combination of how it supports them in their lifestyle to keep them in this habit of eating healthy. Because sometimes we just need that support of that nudge of it just showing up at your door to get it into our bodies. We're like your mom telling you to eat your vegetables. You know, we all need a mom keeping us accountable and helping us. We do. Um, so I kind of want to shift gears a tiny bit yeah. uh, and talk about you and Danielle and, you know, just being incredible female CEOs running a very successful business that is now it's available nationwide. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We deliver right. everywhere in the country. And I mean, we have over 300 employees now. Uh, we're co-CEOs together. I won't lie. like. It's really fucking tough. Wait, can we curse on your podcast? Yes, you can. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, it really is. I, I mean, it's it's a lot on our shoulders to be supporting this many people with their food across the country and this many employees who rely on us for their livelihoods. But, you know, I'd say if we didn't have each other in this and we didn't have our mission that keeps us going we definitely wouldn't be here today. Like it's, we're, we're really lucky that we have this friendship that we care about each other first and foremost as humans and that we're able to have real conversations with each other. You know, we might start into a meeting to talk about budgets or, you know, marketing plan or whatever it is. Just be like, "Uh, can we talk about this? This thing is going on in my life, whatever it is. And have those moments of real conversation and connection and friendship, you know, like that we make time in our workday for friendship and we make time in our friendship life for work moments too, that it all just kind of blends together and makes it fun and makes it human and doable. You know, we realize that we're both moms and both trying to be, you know, our very best self in our relationships and with our children and at work, but it's hard. It's, it really is, you know? Yeah. What else do you, you know, what do you on a personal note lean into in order to kind of balance it all being a mother, being a wife, being a co-CEO? Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot yeah. on your plate. Being a mother in and of itself is a full-time job. So, 100%. and also you guys live in different cities, right? Yeah. Danielle's in New York and you're in Miami. So that's right. another challenge. You know, what kind of wellness things do you per, on a personal note lean into in order to feel like, you know, you can balance it all? I definitely start with my 
nutrition. So I eat Saqqara throughout the week. Um, you know, even if it's just for breakfast and lunch, that way I know I'm getting something healthy into my body. I think if I didn't have that in my fridge, I could end up eating just, I don't know, like cheese and crackers or kids snacks or something like that for lunch and not nourishing myself. Um, so making sure I'm getting fresh ingredients that are filled with life energy into my body. I'm big on supplements. So we have our Sakara Foundation supplement packs. Um, I take those every day. I feel the difference if I don't take them. Um, just making sure, especially because I'm still breastfeeding, making sure that I'm getting nutrition for both me and for my child, because that's additional stress on my body, breastfeeding. It's taking energy from me to right. produce milk for him. Um so, and then prioritizing my sleep, like making sure that I go to bed at a decent hour. Like I try to shoot for before 11 PM, like turning off the lights, turning off my phone. I think having that kind of baseline of physical health in check then allows me to deal with some of the more like mental stressors that come along with running a business and and doing all the things. Yeah. I love that. I mean, there's so many different avenues and outlets and journaling and meditating and, you know, different working out and ways to channel, you know, stress and anxiety and how to balance life in the best way. And I think, you know, for anyone out there listening, I think the best the best piece of advice that anybody can give is to find what works for you, you know, because it's different for all yeah, of us. Absolutely. Do the thing that you're actually going to do. Find your right. outlet. And, but yeah, I mean, we all need to have a creative outlet too. So that was a piece for me also with clearing my skin was I needed to channel my energy into something other than into myself. I think I had a lot of creative energy and I would look in the mirror and, you know, even though a dermatologist would be like, do you pick at your skin? I'm like, no, I don't pick at my skin. But yes, I was, you know, picking at every tiny little pore. So I had to create this shift where when I went to look in the mirror and have negative self-talk or go to pick or do any of these types of things, I needed to shift that into doing something for somebody else you know, whether it was calling a friend and, or like sending a gratitude message to somebody or creating something, cooking for somebody, do like do being in service to somebody else, like just shifting that energy away from going back into me and mm -hmm. putting it to be in service for somebody else was a huge shift. And I think that that also helped to just bring down my anxiety levels that then reflected on my skin as well. Yeah. I call it, it spiritual skincare. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I don't want to take up too much of your time today. The last question that I will ask you is what is the best piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? Say one, don't be so hard on yourself. And two, just trust the universe, trust your path, trust yourself. Like having that faith whatever that means for you, that word faith, I think is really important. And um, it's been a huge piece of, of my life. And I, you know, credit it for 
a lot for where I am today. So just reminding myself that like, I wish I I would have had that at a younger age. Yes. (laughs) Only we knew now what we or knew then what we know now. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, all right, all right. That is a wrap on today's episode. Uh, just chatting with Whitney, um, really getting into some really deep topics today, uh, just on my personal journey and her personal journey. And it was so kind of nice to have such vulnerable conversation um, and really kind of just bring to the forefront of my mind and perhaps yours too about, you know, food is thy medicine, as they say, uh, and really thinking about what we consume and the quality of the things that we consume and how it affects everything else that we do. So I loved today's episode. I hope that you learned as much as I did, because I feel like I learned so much. Uh, but beyond that, if you decide to, uh, try Sakara out, once again, my code is either XO Victoria B or XO VB. So give that a shot. Um, beyond that, beyond that, beyond that, uh, follow me on Instagram at Victoria Brown, follow us at very best self, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave us five stars and write a review. I appreciate you so much more than you know. I will see you guys next week. Love you, mean it. Bye.